was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marvelled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be, ter- sorry, will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher, She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped day and night, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, They returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. Thanks, Jamie. Uh, I have to say I'm neither youth nor youthful. I'm actually an old man at heart. Even when I was young, I was an old man. Uh, uh, but it's great, uh, isn't it, to, to see so many young people here and, uh, and to enjoy uh, the Sunday school and the youth as well and to remember Christmas. Uh, let's pray and then we're going to think a little bit about uh, uh, what Christmas means. Let's pray. Uh, dear Lord and Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your grace to us in Jesus. Lord, thank you uh, that we can be a big family uh, of all ages uh, from all different places Uh, who are gathered around one simple truth, uh, but a glorious truth. That is, that you sent uh, your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, into the world to save sinners. And that's all of us, Lord. And we pray that uh, you would grant to each of us faith to trust in you and to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we ask it for his name's sake. Amen. Amen. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, Christmas, I think, is a time of waiting. Uh, There's so many things... Uh, to wait for. It may not be the time of year when you're, you know, the the kind of the most uh, full of waiting and expectation, but there's lots of things to be excited about and lots of things to kind of uh, uh, be be waiting for. Uh, Maybe you're waiting to see uh, what present you might have got for Christmas. Uh, Maybe you're waiting to see whether the hints that your mum and dad, uh, you've given your mum and dad, they've actually picked up, Uh, you know, just dropping... uh, catalogues, you know, on the kitchen table or something like that with items circled or whatever it might be, or, oh, my friend at school has this or whatever it is, Uh, and there's only a couple of days to go before Christmas and you can't wait to see what's going uh, to be there, what's going to happen. 
My family was always hopeless. We could never wait till Christmas Day for presents. Uh, every year we get sick of waiting in about early December. Uh, and uh, the excuse was always the same. Uh, my dad was of Dutch heritage and, and he, we'd always say, in Holland, they celebrate Christmas earlier. Uh, about the 6th of December, I think it is, since class. Uh, and so, you know, around about the 6th of December, if we could wait that long, uh, we would have presents and they're still that bad. I rang my parents the other day, and they were, they were literally giving each other presents uh, on uh, about the 6th of December. Uh, there's lots of things uh, to wait for. Maybe you're waiting for presents. Maybe you're waiting for Christmas lunch to see friends and family from other places. Uh, maybe you're waiting for the holiday, uh, on, for, for work to finish. Uh, maybe you're just waiting for Christmas to be over. Uh, you're, you're a bit tired of Christmas, and you just want it... To, to be done with. Uh, there's lots of things to be waiting for at this time of year, but there's probably lots of things in your life as well that you're waiting for that have nothing to do with Christmas. Uh, things that you're excited about, things that you can't wait to do, that really kind of shape your life and give your life um, a lot of meaning and purpose. I've got a picture. Uh, if Jordan, you want to put that up? Uh, does anyone know what that is? Anyone ever seen that? One person knows, I think. What is Phil? Scarlet, what is it? Oh, I don't know. It's called the Ishtar Tor. It's the Babylon Gate. Uh, it's uh, in a mu- museum in, in Berlin. It was built by Nebuchadnezzar II. That's the Nebuchadnezzar in the Bible. Uh, and it was first built about 600 BC. Uh, and this is a reconstruction in the Pergamon Museum in Berlin. Uh, it's extraordinary. It's, it's actually made from original tiles. From, some of them are original tiles from 600 BC, and then there are others that people have made uh, along the way. My sister sent me a picture of this uh, gate in uh, 2015 when she was visiting Berlin, uh, and she sent me a postcard of it too. I, just, I grabbed it off the fridge. It's been there for four years this morning. It's a little cutout. You can make it. You can make the gate. You can cut out the little pictures and make the gate. I can't bring myself to do it, though, right? Because then I'd ruin the postcard. But anyway... I almost bought another one when I was there the other day. But, uh, uh, but when I saw those pictures that sent back from my sister, I thought, I couldn't believe that this thing existed. I'm like, how has no one ever told me about this thing before? How have I never seen a picture of it? This is the gate made by Nebuchadnezzar uh, from the Bible. Uh, it's extraordinary. Uh, and as soon as I saw that picture, I thought, I, one day I would love to go and see that. I would just really love to go and see that first day. I've never wanted to travel, really. I've never had a bucket list. But I thought, that would be great to do. One day, maybe to, maybe to make it. I can't say I ever really planned uh, that hard to get there. Uh, but four years, the, uh, early in September, four years after my sister sent those pictures back, I stood in front of that gate. I finally got there. Uh, and it was pretty extraordinary to see it um, in the flesh, to see it um, firsthand. It's probably the only thing I've ever had on a bucket list. I've not really had a bucket list ever in life. But it was probably the only thing I've ever had. Uh, thanks, Jordan. You can put that down now. Uh, but, but you don't have to look very far f- to discover that lots of people have great expectations and great hopes for what they want to do in life. Uh, you only have to open the newspaper to see articles like top 30 places to go, you know, or top 1,000 books to read before you die. And the question I want to ask you this morning is, what is it that you want to do? What is it that you're waiting for? What is it that you've got your heart set on? 
What is it that you want to do before you die? Maybe it's to get married. Maybe it's to start a family. Maybe it's to see Europe or Africa or Asia or Antarctica. Maybe it's to succeed in your job or whatever it is or come top of the class at school. Maybe it's to finish your house. Well, in that that Bible reading uh, that Jamie read for us, there's a a story there of a man called Simeon who spent his life waiting. Uh, We pick up the story a few days after the birth of Jesus. Mary and Joseph take Jesus to the temple. They want to present Jesus. And while they're there, they meet this guy called Simeon. And God had promised Simeon that he wouldn't die before he saw God's saviour. He wouldn't die before he saw God's saviour. And so, prompted by the Holy Spirit, he goes up to the temple and it happens to be the same day as Mary and Joseph and Jesus is there and he sees the eight-day-old Jesus and he picks him up and he says these words, Sovereign Lord, as you've promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel." When Simeon sees Jesus, he can't believe it. He's over the moon. He, he's, he's finally seen God's promised saviour, God's promised rescuer. Jesus is God's rescuer, his saviour, come down to earth to save us, to save people from every place, from every family background, to save whoever puts their trust in Jesus, to save us from what we've done against God. What Simeon was waiting for is described as the consolation of Israel. That is, it's a great comfort from God, from Israel, for the world. But look at what Simeon says once he's seen Jesus. I think it's incredible. He says, I've seen what I was waiting for. Now I'm ready to die. It's an extraordinary thing to say, isn't it? Let me tell you, when I was standing in front of the Babylon Gate in in Berlin, I didn't stand there and say, I've seen it, Lord, take me. It was great. But it wasn't that great. Why does he say that? Who who says, I've got it, I'm ready to die? You know, who, who stands in the hospital maternity ward and sees their newborn baby and says, this is what I was waiting for? Take me, Lord, I'm ready to die. It's stupid, isn't it? Because the whole point of it is to enjoy the good gift. Who on their wedding day, the moment that the minister says, I now pronounce you man and wife, says, Lord, I'm ready to die. Take me. Some of you might look back and think, maybe I should have said that. I'll take that nervous laughter as an affirmation. (laughs) Who says that? What did Simeon see? Why could he say that? It's because he recognised that when he saw this tiny little baby, when he saw this boy Jesus, he saw something that couldn't be contained in this world and in this life. He saw something that exploded the boundaries of our ordinary reality. Simeon realised that the salvation that he was waiting for went far beyond this life and it stretched into another. 
like many people before him from the Old Testament, he realized that God had made a plan to remake the world, to raise people from the dead and to restore them to fellowship with him. And the birth of Jesus was the first step in that promise. In Jesus, God had come down to save his people, to die for sins, to pour out the Holy Spirit, to set the world right and to save those who entrust themselves to him. Well, I wonder what it is that you're waiting for. You know, what is it that you want to see before you die? What is on your bucket list? For Simeon, his greatest expectation was seeing the Saviour Jesus. And whatever it is that you're waiting for, whatever it is that shapes and defines your life, whatever it is that you wake up and gets you out of bed in the morning, whatever it is, it's not anywhere near as important as seeing God's salvation in Jesus Christ. If you know Jesus and if you've seen him and received his salvation by trusting in him, then you can say with Simeon, Lord, I've seen all that I need to see. You can take me. Not in the sense of, I've got nothing left to live for. But in the sense of saying, I've seen the most important and exciting thing I can ever see. And everything that comes now is just icing on the cake. I've seen the best bit. The other bits are just gift from you. Marriage, family, the perfect job, the long-planned home, the missionary work, the ministry success, the Babylon gate. Whatever it is, they're just little gifts compared to one big great gift, which is salvation in Jesus Christ. What are you waiting for? What do you want to see before you die? Can you say with Simeon, Sovereign Lord, as you've promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations. Let's pray. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you that uh, you've shown us in the Bible and in the scriptures and in the songs that we've sung this morning. Uh, you've shown us the truth of who Jesus is. And uh, Lord, we thank you that those people like Simeon who waited for him to come the first time uh, saw him and received the good news and received salvation in him. And Lord, we're waiting now for Jesus to come again, to fix the world once and for all and to gather his people to himself. And Lord, we ask that you would uh, grant us, each one of us, to see that salvation, to trust it, to trust in Jesus uh, and to be saved through him. Lord, uh, Thanks so much for Christmas time and the things that we can do with family and friends, uh, for the times that we can spend in, in enjoying each other's company. But Lord, we pray that amongst all those wonderful gifts that we would see the greatness of who Jesus is. We ask it for his name's sake. Amen.